When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and we are giggling mightily about the uh, well, the, the latest Indianapolis Colts coaching hire. I was just about to say. I mean, you're luckier. Well, maybe it would be more entertaining. We're pretty entertaining, but Colts Nation Radio right now could be a blast. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> uh, I guess Coach Saturday's uh, putting his mark on the team here, maybe or yes, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Parks Frazier, the new offensive coordinator for them there. Uh, <laughs> I had never heard of Parks Frazier, but guess why? Nobody's ever heard of Parks Frazier. <laughs> right. People Good in the, name. People in the Frazier family haven't heard of right, Parks. Right, they don't right. know who Parks is. Because What's Parks doing nowadays? I don't know. Well, he's the offensive coordinator. This is a guy who in 2015 was the defensive quality control coach at Samford and okay. Middle Tennessee State. Two different programs yeah, in the one same year, season. Which I'm is tough that. to do. Yeah, yeah. He was an Not offensive exactly college powerhouses. Offensive grad assistant uh, at Arkansas State for two years. So, I mean, these are all GA. This is up stuff, to 2017. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's 30 years old, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the assistant to the head coach in 2018 and 2019. For which organization was that? For the Colts. Oh, for the Colts. Right? Yes, okay, okay. that's for the Colts. Then he moved up to offensive quality control in 2020. Which is basically the GA of a pro team. Which means you go and you get the tapes and you... Yeah, you know, right. I mean, you draw on the cards and that kind of stuff. Coach you, needs you, coffee. You, you break down it. a lot of tape yeah. and that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, last season, in 2021, he was the assistant quarterback's coach. Assistant quarterback. Assistant quarterback. Most coach. teams don't have an assistant quarterback He's helping coach, out uh, with that development of Carson Wentz. Yes. Yes. I'm sure Matt Ryan looked at him and said, little boy, I think I got this. <laughs> or, you know. Well, this year, in 2022, he's been their past game specialist and assistant quarterbacks coach. Well, their passing game's been great. Fantastic. <laughs> and now he's calling the plays and is he's the, he's officially the offense coordinator, right? This is amazing to me. This is amazing. <laughs> they have two he- former head coaches on staff and and still chose Jeff Saturday. We were talking about this off the air. They have Reggie Wayne on staff. Reggie it, Wayne's on staff. He's the wide If you were going to hire a coach a, a Colts legend, right, right. you could have just said, Throw "Hey back Reggie, to the glory years." Yeah. Right. There's a Hall of Fame type receiver coaching yeah. your receivers right now, you yes. know? And so they still went and got Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Oh, by the way, uh Frazier also he played college football. Okay, good for him. 
he appeared in nine games for Murray State and started two of them. <laughs> good, good. Extensive career. Wow. Has there been a... So they've got a head coach with no coaching experience. Yeah. They've got an offensive coordinator with no experience coordinating offenses. I mean, just, Where could this go wrong? Just think about, though, if you've been really doing a good job as running back coach, wide receiver coach, linebacker, whatever, a coordinator, <laughs> you know, and your your unit's getting better, you're contributing to the game plan in a positive manner, you've been working countless hours, and then the organization goes and hires a, pretty, a really good center, but <laughs> n- no coach, and then bumps up one of your... I don't want to say inferiors, but someone lower on the chart than the, you. The guy who was getting you coffee last right, week. Right, right, right. He's going to tell you, if, you know, what we're doing on third and eight. Oh, by the way. Against the Titans. Gus Bradley's on the staff. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, they have <laughs> defensive guys. on. John but, Fox is on the John staff. Fox has coached John Fox is John Fox coached under Chuck Noll. Right, he right. He might know a little something about football. He's Yeah, he's won a lot of games <laughs> in this league. Right. It's insane to me. It's like it's like they just spun a wheel. Oh, but, <laughs> Let's make this guy the coach. Right, right. I, I also might add that, like, I saw stuff on there that said, you know, none of these guys had any coaching. Kevin Mawai's on the staff. They could have just named him. <laughs> if you're looking for a Hall of Fame type center, you already had one. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Scott Milanovic is their quarterback coach. He's been in the NFL for 19 years. Okay. And he's a quarterback. Though. And he's quarterback. Uh, maybe he can. Call maybe the he place. might know something about calling the plays. Oh no, we're going to make we'll his, give his assistant. assistant the, uh, maybe he's just too valuable with uh, Ellinger's uh, progress. There wow. are all kinds of Steeler ties. I didn't realize this until I'm looking at this. There are all kinds of Steeler ties to this coaching staff. Is there? Scotty Montgomery is there. He's the running backs coach. Yeah, you mentioned him yesterday. The running think, backs right. bit was okay last year. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He was, right. Scotty actually called. He was the Steelers. And they traded one of the guys away. He was the Steelers wide receivers coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went to Duke to be the assistant head coach, offensive coordinator. Right. So he has actually he's coordinated. At a, a, he's coordinated games. <laughs> he's had a call sheet and understand yeah, play sequence. Understands and, that. You know, right. Uh, former Steeler Mike Mitchell is on that staff. He huh. is the assistant defensive backs coach. Uh, Matt Rach, who was with the Steelers and has been in the NFL for 26 years, Matt is the, assist, the assistant defensive line coach. Do you remember what he did here? He was like the G, he was the defensive assistant. Okay. I, I think he was there when I was at Pitt. I'm sure he's been yeah, tw- makes sense. 26 yeah. years in the league. Yeah, yeah Matt, that's something. Yeah. Right. I'm saying, I know that name. But yeah. yeah. Um, and as I mentioned, John Fox is, is uh, coach with the Steelers. Um, oh, he's been around forever. And forever. He coached at Pitt way yeah. back when. I mean, they've. Bubba Ventrone is, of course, a Chartier's yeah, Valley right, graduate. Right. Uh, <laughs> Gus Bradley's been in the league for 33 NFL seasons. Like, nah, you don't make, Gus, we're good. Nah, we don't need you, Gus. Right. John Fox his has been, defense isn't that bad. John Fox has been in the league for 40 years. 40 years. Right? <laughs> 40 nah, years. you don't need to do it. Maybe nobody wants it. They might not want right, it. I say, maybe that nobody could be wants the case, like, This but is just the kiss of death. If that's a, I mean, I'm just looking here at Rusty Jones, or their performance director of sports performance. I don't even know what that is. He's been in the league for 35 years. They have one of these giant coaching staff. Oh, uh, it's a huge, yeah. yeah. It's just huge. So um, I'm curious, like, <laughs> it's not easy getting a play from your mind <laughs> to your lips to the quarterback's mind to his lips to tell 10 other folks. With, with a 25-second clock. I mean. Ticking. How many delay games and un, you know unforced you know timeouts and things like that are going yeah. to occur trying to get things in in crucial situations yeah. on the road loud <laughs> down by twenty you know like that kind of stuff just procedural stuff like oh. maybe he calls good plays who knows but 
never doing anything similar to that is insane to me. Yeah. And uh, then also, I assume people know this much of it, but when if you walk around the coach's area of a facility most days during the day, you don't see any of them because they're all in a defensive staff room, an offensive staff room. They got a big chew in. They're farting and smelling and, you know, spitting and talking with a projector on Breaking the whole time. Breaking down film, right. Yeah. Figuring out how to best approach the opponent. And where I'm going with this is now this young fella is in charge of that room. <laughs> He's in charge of that yeah, room. Yeah, you know, just that room of the offensive group. He comes in and he has the final say and he is the one they all look to and say, okay, we'll do what you say, sir. I mean, this other dude here, they got an offensive quality control coach, Brian Bratton, who's been in the NFL for 10 years. Okay. He has to be looking at this going, hey, what am I, right, Chuck right, River? Right, I can do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a, It's unbelievable. It's funny, yeah. It's just unbelievable. See, what's um, funny to me is the, the owner – who we'll call him charismatic, you know, be kind to him. But he's often come out and said things like, I saw a lot of mistakes my dad made and drinking was a big part of it and I think there were other things involved. That's not, I'm not going to run my organization that way. You know, I'm not going to just fly by the seat of my pants, be rash decisions. Like, wow. The more I've looked at this and the more I've looked at basically ownership, but this team, if they didn't, Luck into Peyton Manning and luck into luck, yeah. like two transcendent players. Would they be the Lions? Yes, I think so too. One hundred percent, they'd be the Lions. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they don't run a good organization. I don't know that Frank Reich's even a bad coach, but I mean, somebody had to take the fall. I get that because what they're putting on the field is miserable. But wow. Well, uh, here's the funny thing: is it's not for Manning. Ursay came out last week and said that Reich was safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, but then the, the dreaded was, kiss of death, like right. the, the vote of confidence. I, I bring all but this you up. You watched a fair amount of that game this yeah. past week, too. I yeah. mean, that's as bad as an offense can be in the NFL. I, I bring Here. all this up again for multiple reasons. Again, you just mentioned it was as bad as an offense can look in the NFL. As I mean, last you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Steelers' offense has not been that. Not even close to that. Not even close. No, right. They've functioned. They just haven't finished. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've, they've this moved. This was a dysfunctional. Yeah. You know. I mean, completely. They couldn't even operate. Couldn't no. get, you know, they get sacked nine times. Nine times, right. And he right. dropped back to pass like 25 times. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and 25 <laughs> dropbacks, right. Exactly. I mean, it was it was that bad. And they don't have horrific players. No. I mean, I know Taylor wasn't there, and they don't have a left tackle and all that. But there's a lot of NFL players on the field. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, the poor guys are just riddled with injuries and throwing in or, or the COVID situation, wide receiver has to play quarterback. I mean, it wasn't even – there's not even a good excuse. Right. right. You I know mean, what I mean? There's nothing there. Uh, and I also bring it up because there were people who, during the Steelers' buy – Oh, they should fire Matt Canada. Right. Well, this is there's a trickle down effect to anything like that that That's you the do. Thing. Right, right, right. The plan was put in place months ago. You stick with the plan, mm-hmm. and and you know, for better or worse, you try to tweak the plan. That's what the Steelers did in this bye week. Yeah. You you get the opportunity during the bye week to take a step back as a coaching staff. Oh, it's very valuable because you don't have time to do that from a week on a week to week basis. Mm-hmm. You may have okay, so you play a Thursday night game. And then you get an extra couple of days in there. But that doesn't right. give you enough time to really dive into things. But a good coach, too, will tell everyone, go home and spend 24 hours with your family, too. Yeah. You know? And, of course, those other guys are thinking about football and what they can do. But go get away from the facility for a little. Yeah. 
Like the best example I can come up with, and folks, I'm not implying that the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl, but Brady's first year with the Bucks, they had a really light late. It was a late by like week eleven. I think it was, like was, I think it was like even that. like thirteen or yeah. twelve. It was really late. They were struggling, and up until that point, they were a middling team. They yeah. had six wins or something, kind of like, like that. they're right now. Yeah, exactly. They looked a lot, <laughs> and like the this. offense looked bad. And yeah, yeah. And then I think they basically said, "Tom, do your stuff," and he had two weeks to kind of do it. And then you lose again. Yeah. <laughs> you know and then everybody said, oh, look at what great head coach Bruce Arians is. Right, right, right. He didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, he got right. out of the way. He got, he he got, got out, out of the way. way. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin talking about it today. He says, hey, look, we took a step back last week as and we, mm-hmm. and we, we dove in to everything coaching-wise. What can we change? What can yeah. we get better at? What, what, what have we done well? What have we not done well? Mm-hmm. Accentuate the positives. Sure. Because there are some. It's not like right. watching that cold game. So, for, for example, you know, he was asked, well, what specifically did you like or, or about your offense have you liked? He said, well, I thought our, our, our rollouts and moving the pockets and things of that nature okay. were one. effective. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it so, fits the group. Yeah. And, and so, you, you know, moving forward, I expect to see more of that. Sure. Um, can that be a foundational thing in your offense? Probably not. But you it can't can roll bump, out every play, but, but it could bump up twenty percent. Right? Yeah, right, you can right, do right. more of it. I, I did look and see Kenny Pickett. Uh, I couldn't find exact stats on, you know, Pickett on the move or Pickett out yeah, of the I've pocket. Yeah, I've never seen those anywhere. But Pickett with play action, which is what that is, right? By and large, you're 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 you know motion, you're you're you know handing the ball or faking the handoff and then rolling out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, they've done it thirty-two times with Pickett at quarterback. Okay. 23 of 29 for 175 yards. Really? Okay, because that brings me to a number I was— I, That's I, a 79% completion percentage when he's been— when they've used play action or any kind of movement like okay. that. Okay, so I've, Matt stats are starting to take shape here. We here. Go. here we go. You can use that one, Matt. Well, maybe I will because <laughs> the Steelers have Mitch Trubisky use play action on 16.3% of his dropbacks and Pickett on 168 only three quarterbacks use it less. So, hopefully... It's still way more than they did with Ben Roethlisberger. It is, but it's it's, it's at the bottom of the league. Right. You know, They so, can do it more, and I think that's what they self-scouted and said, hey, this has worked right, for right, us. Right. And, you know, I, I did make no, mental note of that. Um, you know, they did it a lot early with mm-hmm. Pickett. Not so much like the last two games. Right. I thought it would be much more of a foundation of the offense, you know, the entire year. Yeah. Because both those guys do move well off of play action. Um, I think that was something they stressed acquiring both quarterbacks, a good ball handler and movement as well. So I really want to see those numbers go up. And, of course, everyone's like, well, you got to run the ball first to establish, make play action work. No, you don't. I, I mean, it helps. I mean, Derrick Henry's gouging you. Right. Sure, yeah, you're gonna, you might lead The safeties are going to come up. The, the, the linebackers are going to attack the line of scrimmage. Right. But it's all about the, the misdirection. Yes. And the, also, line moves, the line moves to the left. The quarterback goes to the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, I mean, certainly some of that. But also, think about if you're a linebacker on the second level where your eyes are at. Since you could crawl as a linebacker, you see that ball come out, you react in yeah. a positive. You know, you don't go backwards saying, oh, they're going to throw it over my head. I mean, it's just, it's somewhat of a cheat code. I think the Steelers need to use it more. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There was a play last night in last night's Saints-Ravens game that they highlighted. It was Cam Jordan at the goal line. We're okay. down by the goal line. And Lamar's obviously the quarterback. Uh, there was a, a, a fake handoff. To, again, the ball fakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Cam Jordan just froze. I say, if you could just he put looked him like in he's, conflict. He looked like he's playing uh, defense and, his own defense in basketball. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's not okay. attacking. He's standing flat-footed looking to see where the ball's going to go. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. That's what you want. I mean, a flat-footed D-end or front seven player, certainly against Lamar, is trouble, but if you can just make them think and put them in conflict for a beat, I mean yeah. that's all. It this really was does. Cam Jordan, one of a the superstar, right. one of the best pass rushers in the league, unblocked, right, right, Un- doing nothing, <laughs> doing nothing, standing there flat-footed, not really affecting watching the Lamar to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Meanwhile, somebody's running a route. Somebody else, him. yeah, right, right, right. There's things happening, right. So, I mean, these are the things that you can do with that. This is why you do, you know, when when Matt Canada was hired as the quarterbacks coach, I can I can remember people saying, "Well, the Steelers are going to use way more motion and oh, right, things right, of that right. nature. This is going to be great." I, I don't understand why it hasn't spiked tremendously. Yeah, you know, and now the, the now the argument is, well, they use motion too much; doesn't do anything. Um, well, it does something. It does. I mean, they're <laughs> indicators. You know, I mean. Um, I don't know if they took it to this extreme, but a lot of teams historically during the bye will tell the defensive staff, write up a game plan as if you're playing the offense, yeah. you know, and be as, be 100% honest, boy, this left guard tells whenever it's going to be a run. Or, you know, right. I mean, you know everything. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Treat them like they're the true opponent. Don't be nice and tear them apart and present them both to the head coach. You know what I mean? I don't know if they did that or not, but it's not. It's a common practice. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why. I mean, you want to know. Right, you know, and the, and the head coach then has to look at that and say, okay, here's here's what we need to get better at, because mm-hmm. everybody's tendencies, right? You know, there's also the question. Um, Mike Tomlin was asked today, uh, "Are you going to play any more of the young guys? Who? Yeah, just who? Like, who's? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, they could go to the young quarterback. Oh wait, they already did that. Right? Maybe they could play a young offensive tackle. No, they've already done that too. I mean, Pickens rookie is wide receiver see the field even more. Yeah. Right. Uh, this was one thing that Tomlin did say, and this is kind of what I focused on. I'm racking in, my brain who could even get more. Maybe yeah. Connor Hayward. I mean, over who? Uh, over over Fryermuth? No, I mean like over Claypool. <laughs> I mean, there's a fill in there. That's, that's I, I, one of my little pet projects. Yeah. But that's maybe five more snaps a game. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's well, one like of the that. things that Tomlin said today was that, and we've talked about this, that getting rid of uh, trading away Chase Claypool. I don't want to say getting rid of. No, they, right, they right. got something. It wasn't for like him. he had to go. Yeah, right. it's not like the, the Raiders cutting John, Jonathan Abram yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got rid of him. Right, right. They traded him for a valuable piece right. coming back. You're an early second round pick for him. Yeah. Um, is it that tightens up? The number of of where this where the ball can go, Not, yeah. He said a lot of those th- we look at it and a lot of those throws to the, the places where Claypool was was doing his damage. Now go to Pat Firemuth. sure. Who's sure. better? Who's better? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. Uh, you know, now you've opened up the door for George Pickens to get more. Uh, you know, Pickens right now. If you look at their their breakdown on their uh, on the Steelers uh, offensive targets right now. Mm-hmm. Claypool was number two on the team. Right, right. I'm not sure that Claypool deserved to be number two on the team. Right. And I don't think you're saying Claypool's a bad player. He no, doesn't not deserve at all. targets at all. But every Monday, 
everyone always has this conversation. Why did this guy get right, involved? Right, right, yeah. right. And now you know where the ball's going. You right. know, like, look at the Eagles. There's three guys that are going to get the football. That's perfect. You know, Steelers now have three guys that are going to get the football. And even the Eagles, but ah, Devontae Smith only had four targets this week. Right. Okay, but A.J. Brown had 13 and blew up. Right know? now the target breakdown is Deontay Johnson has 76. That's not going to change. No, no. He's going to continue to average about 10 targets per game. His target share will go up. Right. Yeah, right. And he deserves that. He deserves that. Claypool had 50. Okay. Firemuth had 48. Those are and going he to go. A game. Those are going to go up. Yeah, and he missed a game. Mm-hmm. Pickens is sitting at 43. Yeah. That's going to spike. That's going to yeah. He may get he's, his may rise per game more than anybody. So if he gets an extra 3 to 4 targets per game that would have gone time. to Claypool. Right, right, right. That's huge. Right. And of course, a, a Sims is going to get a big spike, or whoever's in the slot. whoever it may be. I mean, but they're not going to get that kind. The kind, you know, they're not going to get fifty targets in in eight games worth. No, they want the ball going to their best players. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and not that Claypool's a bad player, but those guys are better. Right. You yeah, want right. that's what you want. Now, the problem that they have with the Claypool trade is if an injury happens. Sure. That's where that's where it gets a little more dicey. But mm-hmm. they I, again, they like their depth at wide receiver. That's why they felt they could make the trade, including. You know, big picture, Miller and Austin, yeah. and you know, guys that are some of these other guys at that, the moment, yeah. right? And, and you can always pick up another. Yeah, one in the were you going to get a second round pick for Claypool in the offseason? Probably not. Probably not. Right, right. You know, so you had a team. No, I just that think was, that was too good of a deal. Yeah, you had a team that was desperate. Mm-hmm. You had two teams that were desperate for a wide receiver. Yeah, they they kept bidding against each other. They happened to be in the same division. Mm-hmm. And again, you wanted to open up those targets. Yeah, right. They want they want to get George Pickens to football. Yeah, I mean it kills two birds, and one of those birds isn't getting Claypool out the door. One of them is just getting the other guys more involved, and they were already involved. And the the other, you know, stone of course is you get a second round pick that you might be your left tackle, or you know, who right. knows where, yeah. you know, it's going to be something good. You know, so I mean that's that's self scouting that you do there. Um, again, I, I think you know you're you're looking at Claypool averaged uh, four receptions per game uh, for thirty eight point nine yards. Right now, Friermuth's averaging 4.6 receptions per game mm-hmm. for 52 yards. Which is a lot for a tight end still. Yeah, but right. which is solid. Right, right, right. Pickens is averaging 3.3 catches per game for 42.3 yards per I game. I bet Pickens averages spike. five catches a game for the second half of the season. Yeah, for and 60 maybe yards. More. Right, yeah. right, 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 maybe more. So you, you've, you've potentially improved your passing game. Mm-hmm. He's a deeper threat. He's good after the catch. We haven't seen that. All That's right. what I really want to see. Yeah. In the second half of the, the season, the catch number is the run after crazy, the catch, right. uh, because Deontay, I I know Deontay Johnson's good at it. Right, right. I know his numbers are terrible, but I know he's good at it. Too. And I'm pretty damn sure that that Pickens, Pickens is good at it. Yeah, yeah. Same as Sims. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I mean, he's, he's a little bit you. of an afterthought, but he has a lot of wiggle to him, and he's got some juice. And if you want, you can still use. You want a bigger receiver in the slot, you can still put Boykin in there. I think he might see some of that. Yeah. That's kind of where I keep going with Connor Hayward is make him a big slot. They still have those options yeah, to, yeah. to mix and match that. Mm-hmm. No, and you might see a little bit more Watt. You might see a little more Gentry, you know, and try to be physical and run the football too. Yeah. I mean, just taking some of that. I mean, they have options. They're not other stuff they're off not the table. short, you know, yeah. in terms of what five should we put out there. The Saints, on the other hand, which we'll get to, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people watched the game last night. But Yuck. Yeah. I mean, they've had a better year than the Steelers. Well, not. Actually, they're three and six. Record. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they have two guys on offense. I mean, yeah. it's Alave and Kamara. They could use Claypool or one of these dudes. You know? Yeah. Uh, if you weren't there for the iconic moments that shaped Pittsburgh Steelers history, you should be here at the all new Hall of Honor Museum. Be one of the first to relive Steelers history. 
and to book and to book your tour at Steelers.com slash museum. It's located at Acroshore Stadium. There are interactive exhibits, which include videos, music, calls to learn about each moment and player, historic archives where you can view the six championship rings, artifacts, game-worn uniforms. Uh, the hours of operation of that are Wednesday through Monday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., so it's closed on Tuesdays. Uh, the last day tour of the day happens at 3 o'clock, Days and hours are subject subject to change. You can check that out on Steelers.com cool. uh, when that is. All proceeds from this benefit the Art Rooney uh, Scholarship Fund. So go check that out. It opens up this weekend. Very cool. So very you cool. can check You're that out. You're going to get a sneak peek, I hear. Sneak too. peek on uh, Thursday for that. Can't cool. wait to cool. see that. It's going to be very interesting. I've talked to Bob Labriola about it uh, quite a bit. It. Yeah. 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 He's been a part of helping kind of create that whole process down there. So nice. really, really fun stuff. And again, Steelers football didn't start in the 70s. Right. It right, didn't right, start right, in the right. 90s yeah, or yeah, however yeah. old you are. It's It's been around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some interesting stuff pre-Super Bowls. Oh, know, absolutely. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be really interested myself to check out some of that pre-70s yeah, stuff. Yeah. I should know that stuff better, too. Yeah. So uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.